Welcome to the podcast, Just Saying. My name is Joe McCormick, your host. Today we're going to talk about how to voice a frustration. If you're new to the podcast, really happy that you're here. If you've been here before, welcome back. If you haven't heard, I've written a book called Brief, Make a Bigger Impact by Saying Less. And recently I came out with a book called Noise, Living and Leading When Nobody Can Focus. My business is called The Brief Lab where we teach professionals how to become clear and concise communicators. Clear thinking is a huge part of that, and that's the reason why I wrote Noise and the reason I wrote Brief. Why did I do this podcast? I did this podcast to help you really achieve a level of clarity and consistency when you communicate, where it sets you in a different place. We call it like an elite standard of communication, and the intent here is to give you basic practices and insights to help you really master how you communicate. Today we're going to talk about how to voice a frustration. Why am I talking about that? We get frustrated. There's things that bother us. We work. Um, We work with people. People are human beings. Human beings are flawed. Um, They do things that annoy us. Um, Organizations are filled with human beings like this. Organizations annoy us. There's things that in the beginning, don't bother us, and after a while, build up some um, pressure, and we need to say something at some point, and we don't want to because it's uncomfortable. So we don't, and then the pressure builds, and you know we tell everybody else, but we don't tell the people that we need to tell. And you know, how do you voice frustration? I've done a podcast on managing tough conversations, a recent one. This is a type of tough conversation, but specifically, I want us to focus in on a frustration that we have. Something's bothering us. It's under our skin and we don't maybe even consciously know it, but it's, it's, we're not happy with a situation. What inspired me to record this podcast is I had a conversation with a woman recently and she shared a story with me that really triggered uh, this podcast. <clears throat> Let's call her name Christine. So Christine's story is a pretty significant one. She was working at an organization and she was in the military, and she had um, noticed over time that she was getting passed up for promotion. Um, she was, in, and I and I I know her. She's really committed to the mission, and she's um, a lot of attention to detail. She's a consummate professional, and she started noticing that other people in her organization were getting promoted in assignments, given assignments that she wasn't even considered for. And in the beginning, she just passed it off. But over time, she it started to bother her. And one day, she just kind of had it. And she went into her commander's office, who I know, and she just sat down. And she just voiced her frustration with, with him. And I don't know how long the conversation lasts. Maybe it was like five or ten minutes, but she was pretty passionate about it. And then right toward you know the middle, maybe to the end of the, of the conversation, he stops and he says, so what do you want me to do? And she got flustered because she was there to voice the frustration, but she didn't have a recommendation. And she kind of just kind of shut down her, the points that she was making. She goes, I don't really know. And then she just kind of excused the, the meeting kind of came to a, a quick halt and she left. So the story continues. She tells me that she started thinking about it. She was pretty, she was pretty frustrated. She was pretty amped up. She shared this frustration. It didn't, she, he heard what she said, but she didn't have a plan and 
then she started feeling a little embarrassed, like, oh my gosh, I completely just, that was not exactly what I wanted it to be. And then he, she texted him back like, hey, listen, I'm really sorry, but you know, et cetera, et cetera. What I want to talk to you about today is after she shared that story to me, I started thinking about what she did well and what she didn't do so well and what could she have done differently. And I just want to dissect that moment because her intent to go and share frustration was a good one. We get frustrated. People are not mind readers, right? We have to tell them we're frustrated. Yet there's some risks here, right? We need to be able to do this and, you know, in a very professional way, people who are on the receiving end need to know that it's done in a professional way. Nobody likes to have these conversations, but from time to time, they need to happen. So how do you manage these moments so that they go well? Okay. Um, you, when, when you're, when you're looking at this, um, there's risks. There are, there's a lot of inherent risks. Um, one is what is is the risk if you don't do it. So I'm really frustrated about something. Let's say, like in Christine's case, passed over promotion repeatedly. I'm doing a great job. Nobody recognizes my work. Other people that I think um, have been, been there less time or have less talent or less contribution get assignments. I get frustrated. The frustration could be any of a number of different things that make us frustrated. Well, if I don't say anything, there's a risk, right? I continue to get stressed out. Um, I'm missing opportunities. Um, it's building up in me. I start, it changes my perspective, my attitude toward the people I work with, toward myself. I'm not happy. If I don't do anything, it just sort of builds up. So that's, for many people, that is the option. All right, I'm frustrated, but I'm not going to say anything. Because nobody wants to hear me in my frustrations. Okay. Well, what if you do share the frustrations? Like, Christine, what risks do you run there? Um, well, the person I'm talking to, you might think, well, here's another complainer. Um, here's a person who's negative. Here's a person who's selfish, self-absorbed, a person who's critical. Um, you know, the negativity alone and the complaining alone will, um, make people look at me differently. So that's, you know, you sort of like lose, lose, right? If I say nothing, it builds up and. I'm just worse off. And if I say something, then I'm considered a complainer and negative. And so how do you go toward this, this moment to voice a frustration in a professional way and have it go well? Here's some things that you think about. Like I've mentioned in a recent podcast, um, quiet time. This is a great opportunity to use quiet time, scheduled quiet time, just you and your thoughts to think about what's the real issue and why does it bother you so much? You have, to, you have to think about that first. That should not be being voiced out loud to the person and you haven't thought about it yourself. One thing is to be frustrated and the other is to understand why I'm frustrated. You might need to spend some time in quiet getting to the deeper issue about why this bothers you so much. Because when you're talking to a person one thing that you're going to tell them is, this is what bothers me. But connected to it is, this is why it bothers me. Those things need to both be present in my explanation. I might, Christine is bothered by, she gets passed up, but why does it really bother her? There's a lot of layers to that. 
At a very, very deep level, it might be one thing. At a high level, it might be something else. I don't know, but she needs to know. And the only way for her to know is to spend time in quiet thinking what really is the issue here and what's driving it. So I would recommend to her or to you, take quiet time and not a little bit. Take 15 minutes, take a half hour, have a piece of paper, write notes, um, let yourself say it out loud. Okay. Do that first. Nobody knows about it yet. You're just thinking to yourself, what's the issue? Then this is what I would recommend is share it with someone else. Tell somebody before you go into your commander or your boss or your client or whoever you're voicing this frustration with, you might want to first, of course, think it to yourself in quiet, but then share it with somebody. All right, this is what my issue is and this is what I think is driving it and have the person hear it. Have yourself hear you say it out loud to the other person, right? So it makes sense. Like I'm voicing it. I'm not going to voice it officially to the person if I haven't said it to somebody else. So share it. And this is gives, especially a person you trust who's got good judgment, right? And then you can run that by them, okay? Um, then the next thing, right? So the first thing is time and quiet to understand what the issue and what's driving it. Second thing is take time to share it with somebody else, somebody you trust. And then the third thing is, Know if there's a recommended course of action or not. So going back to Christine's story, she thought that because she didn't have a course of action, it was bad. What was ineffective was she, she didn't, that she didn't, if she, if she didn't have one, she should have said she didn't have one. So rewind the tape a little bit. She goes into his office. Hey, you got a minute? Yeah, I want to, I want to voice a frustration. There's something really bothering me. I'm frustrated, but I want you to know what it is and why it is. And I don't have a course of action right now. And I don't expect you to have one either. See how that diff- that's different? She, so if I'm her boss, I'm hearing frustration. I know that she has thought about what it is and what's driving it. She's told me that she doesn't have a course of action and she doesn't expect to have me to give one either. So I'm just there to hear what it is. Now, later in that conversation, she can say, well, that's what I want you to know. You don't need to do anything right now. I don't know what to do, but maybe we can get together in a month or a week or a couple of days and we can think about, is there a course of action at all? And if not, there's not, there's no course of action, but at least you know that this is bothering me. See how that's different? I'm not looking at her as a complaint or anybody. She's thoughtful. She's prepared. She's honest. If she, you know, if she thinks that I need to know, she's telling me, but she's also telling me that she doesn't have a plan. Okay. So I think the third thing is if you, if you don't have a course of action, know that you don't and tell somebody that you don't have a course of action. And if you do give a couple recommendations and if if, you're looking for them to react to those things, they, they can as well. Okay. So if you bundle all that together, what you might end up having is sort of a two-part meeting where the first one is you're voicing the frustration and then the second part is you're kind of coming up with a plan of what to do about it, right? People are wired to fix things. Many people are wired to fix things. Few people are wired just to hear you, so you have to set the conditions, right? So having that conversation in two parts might be the condition, right? The first part is, hey, listen, I want to get together and this is, should be reminiscent of our Managing Tough Conversations. The first conversation is just hear what it is. I don't really have a, co- a course of action or I have just a few but let's get together later and we can talk about what that might be. So now the person's off the hook in a certain sense because they don't need to fix your problem right now. They just need to hear it. 
this will not, this will make your frustration sound less like a frustration and sound like an issue that's that that can or can't be fixed but it can be contained within a, a finite amount of time so it doesn't turn into a complaining session that lasts six hours okay that's it that's what I wanted to talk to you about today so regardless if I if you know you're on either side of this conversation it needs to be handled gracefully so I don't know how to end this on a serious note because it's a pretty serious topic you're voicing a frustration so maybe I'll just end on a joke I've done that in a couple podcasts so this guy he joins a monastery and this monastery is a very particular monastery because in this monastery you can only say two words every seven years so the guy goes this is for me and he joins the monastery so he's there for seven years and at the end of his uh, seven year anniversary uh, his elders call him in and say okay what are your two words? He says, bed, hard. The elders go, okay, those are your two words. Go back. So he goes back. Seven more years go by. He's been there for 14 years. It's his anniversary. They call him back in. Hey, it's your anniversary. Seven years. Give us two words. Food, cold. Elders look at him. Okay, those are your two words. Go back. He goes back. Seven more years go by. He's been there for 21 years. His anniversary comes up again. The elders call him in. Okay, what are your two words? He says, I quit. And they stop and they say, what doesn't surprise us at all? You've been complaining ever since you got here. Just saying. For more information on our books, tools, workshops, webinars, and keynotes, please visit thebrieflab.com. T-H-E-B-R-I-E-F-L-A-B.com.